Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Jake here from the Running with Jake podcast. The sun is shining at long last we had a bit of a flash in the pan a couple of weeks ago and that was it the gray the gray clouds return we've now got the sun this is very good putting us all in a good mood i hope you're in a good mood i can see my friend running joe tenke has joined the live straight away i'm sure joe is in glorious sunshine as well i know she's out and about this week taking a little bit of time off we're gonna have a great chat around 5k training and racing but first of all let's let joe in she's probably just putting her sun cream on as we speak. So I've got to try and let you in, Joe. Can we let you in? Can we let you in? I can wave to you, but I can't let you in. I've just waved, I've just waved. <laughs> Let's have a look, let's have a look. View requests, here we go. Da, da, da. Well, last week we were late, I took a wrong turn on the M5. Da, da, da. And now we can't let Joe in. Are you joining me, Joe? What's going on? Let's have a go. Guys, just talk amongst yourselves, please. In the waiting room, go live with Running Joe. I don't mind, I'm patient, it's fine, the sun is out. Oh, there we are. Oh dear. Just oh, dear. don't even say a word. <laughs> I, I, I... Welcome to sunny cambridge everybody um yeah this was supposed to be a beautiful outside broadcast sat on a college green i've packed the sun cream i've got a summer dress on no you can't really see that because i'm wearing my sports direct mac that i've just bought in an emergency purchase i like your umbrella <laughs> i like your style oh yeah i've just out. bought that in an emergency umbrella as well <laughs> You would We're make going a... punt. We are going punting at two o'clock. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> you would make a great weather girl for breakfast television. You really would, Joe. I tell you, you're missing a trick there. You're missing a trick. Oh Lord, I tell Listen. you, sat under a tree. Just... <laughs> we are professional people. We are professional we are. watching this now. We are. We are going to have a great chat around 5k training and racing. We're not going to let the weather stop us. We don't let it stop no. us. If we're stuck on the M5 as I was last week. <laughs> so we're going to dive into what is a pretty massive subject i think a lot of people are kind of quite focused on 5ks at the moment joe i don't know if you sense this just really through the whole lockdown thing and kind of needing something to do of course we know 5k is relatively easy to go and do to go and push yourself in if you want to kind of achieve a pb we know it's a common distance because of park run obviously they're not going ahead at the moment uh, we're still kind of waiting to hear a bit more on that which is unfortunate but you can just easily drop a 5k in training it's a nice distance to race in some respects because it's short so i do think it's very popular but it's not as easy as people may think, is it, Joe? For those people that haven't well, perhaps tried to really smash themselves. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you have said the word easy about 10 times already. I? And I was thinking, yeah, 5Ks, they're not easy. Accessible, I might say. Um, you know, it's a kind of easy starter distance to reach. But then I think if you really want to go and smash your best 5K... Yeah, is that easy? I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> well, it's the classic. It's a classic thing, isn't it? It is accessible, as you say, because it is only three miles. And 
for a lot of people initially when they're first starting out running and i'm sure there's lots of people watching this that are very experienced and we'll get into that but i think it's, it makes sense in people's minds to just go out and run 5k each week and just try and run it progressively yeah. quicker and i kind of get that and in the early days of your training and racing and, and building your ability you will i'm sure chip away at that 5k time but then it's not going to be long before you reach a plateau and then you've got to start to get a little bit funky you've got to start in, start to tap into that mental toughness which you're alluding to joe you know it is a brutal brutal distance for people that are thinking right i fancy 5k i'm up for it i've had a go a few times now where's a good starting point do you think joe to kind of i suppose understand where they are if they haven't done a 5k recently right i think the 5k like any of the distances that we generally talk about ultimately it is an aerobic endurance based event so a lot of steady running underpins everything like everything else um I think the good thing about 5K, I would say in, in an endurance event, ideally, you're going to be able to finish stronger stronger and strongly if you can run over the distance regularly in training. And I think that's what makes 5K really accessible. So I would say to people, if you could do one longer run a week that is longer than a 5K, you know, ideally in a perfect world, I'd say up to 10K, but anything between kind of six to eight. Um, I think it's really going to help you initially make some improvements in your 5k. And I think that's what's good about 5k. The fact that you, you know, you can run over distance. In fact, as you become a more regular runner, I think most people find that 5k almost becomes their shortest distance of run each week. Um, and it can be the kind of the base that you work from. So that would be my first point of several um, is look at your longer run. And actually, if you want to improve, then make it longer than 5K. But a nice steady effort. It's not longer than 5K at your max pace. It's a really comfortable, able to have a conversation, able to say a few words, doing it to life while you're running. Then, you know, you're in the right place. I think before we, we move on to your other points, Joe, I think that's just to add to that. I think it's a great point. And it's easy to overlook the importance of the long run. I think when people are training for longer distance, they can sometimes potentially put almost too much onus on it the marathon is all about that long run and stuff everything else in the week and we know that's not the case but with a short 5k it you know as you say 5k is 90 95 percent aerobic there or thereabouts as an event so you've got to have that foundation and also not only developing your aerobic foundation will give you your your aerobic system will help you to run well in the 5k it's going to almost unlock the ability for you to then do the funky stuff, the creative stuff, the more yeah. intense sessions, the real specific 5K um, focus sessions. And you kind of need that base. So if a good place to start, which is the question I initially asked you, I think for, for some people is to actually just look at how much running you're doing at the moment. You know, is the base yeah. there? Do you need to just increase your volume a little bit? That doesn't mean run the runs that you're doing at the moment faster just to cover more mileage. But can you increase the duration across the week, time spent running? I think that can really help. Cool. What else do you want to throw into the mix, Joe? Well, then, of course, we come on to the old interval sessions and mixed pace running. Um, and I think I, as a coach, uh, coaching across a range of different dis uh, distances, I have runners that run from 5K up to marathon um, and some beyond. I actually say 5K pace or 5K effort, again, to, to kind of link it to more than just the pace, is a really good sort of training intensity to use as well stop looking up at the sunshine when i'm talking it, it was the plane i didn't want it to distract you i, it was the, I was just thinking oh, it's like you're trying to plane. tease me oh. while i'm sitting here trying to keep my umbrella out of shot keep vaguely dry <laughs> but yeah that kind of 5k intensity so where you are pushing yourself um going back to i said you know you should be able to do an insta live and have a conversation on your steadier long run on your intervals 
we're talking probably one or two words, breathing quite heavily. You know, you want to finish those intervals quite out of breath. Um, that's the kind of thing you need to do. Then I think it's a case of, I would say, you know, how much, how far, how long do those intervals need to be? I always look at total volume. Really, for a lot of people, I work on a basis of anywhere, roughly, again, there's a lot of factors to consider, between 15 to 20 minutes of total volume of work. So there might be a recovery in there as well. There's obviously going to be a warm up and a cool down. Um, but that's the kind of total volume. Again, that gets you sort of in the realm of getting close to a 5K. I know that won't cover 5K for everybody, but it's going to be close to that distance. And obviously for some runners that will be, you know, that will be covering the actual 5K distance in their training. So I don't know. They're, they're, then you move on to how you break your intervals down. But I don't know if you've got any particular 5K sessions that you really like. Well, I think it links nicely what you've just said to to mention Fartlek. And I know we've done a live on, on Fartlek yeah. before. And I'm a big fan of Fartlek. And I have to say, um, I'm becoming more and more of a fan. I, I do a lot myself. I give a lot of my runners a lot of Fartlek sessions because it is speed play. For those of you that don't know, it means that it's relatively speaking, it's less structured than an out-and-out -out interval session where it might be really pace-focused. You're, you're spending time doing some quality work. So as you mentioned, Joe, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, maybe slightly more. But it's a continuous run, so those recoveries shouldn't really be true recoveries. You shouldn't be walking or, or, or kind of plodding. Ideally, you should kind of be normal, easy running, maybe even steady, depending on the, the structure of the session. But the reason I think that's a real great session and worth mentioning while we talk 5Ks is because it does help you not only accustom yourself to those that the nature of shorter faster running especially if you've come off something like a marathon training where maybe you've just been doing a, a lot of long slow stuff maybe it was your first marathon so you weren't doing lots of fast stuff it was long slow stuff you need to condition the body and also the mind to the short fast stuff because it is brutal as we keep mentioning and the relaxed nature of the fart like which is why i like to give a lot of my runners this session because it's a good kind of bridge to the more specific stuff is because there is very little pressure there. It's almost impossible to get wrong. So you can kind of self-discover a bit. If you're not sure where your 5K effort lies at the moment, your ability, yeah. just go out there and have a play with some fartlek sessions, you know? Um, and I think that can definitely help. So I now think that everyone's going to think that you've basically, I've paid you to say this, but let me just put a little plug in for my England Athletics Regional Coach Lead. Well, that's a big of a mouthful role. Um, I'm actually doing a webinar on fartlek running on the 16th of June. Go to the England awesome. Athletics website and you can sign awesome. up. He didn't know, I promise. But now you've said it, it was too easy uh, not to mention it. But yeah, I love fartlek. That's why I'm actually doing a webinar on it. Um, did I mention that? Uh, yeah, I think fartleks are really good. They encourage you to really work on your lactate threshold and your lactate turning point and really improve those because you are pushing up close to that intensity in the harder parts of the fartlek, but then you are also challenging yourself to process that lactate out of your system back into energy while still working at a, a relatively good intensity. So um, they can often, I think, I personally think can be harder than you think. Mentally, you set off thinking, ah, this is nice and relaxed, this is nice and chilled. Um, and then, you know, I think what I find with a real good fart look is, is it kind of creeps up on you and then you know you've actually you've, you've run a good one. I, I think there's a few things there, Joe, and, and like with normal interval sessions, if you like, regular interval sessions, especially if it's a relatively new session for you, it's easy to overcook it. I did a fart lick session yesterday and you'll, you'll have, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. And you, you'll see if you're following me on Strava. And I think I put, I kind of overcooked it a little bit at the start. It didn't really matter, but I, I knew that I'd done that. And I could tell from the heart rate because towards the end of the session, the heart rate had started to drop a bit. 
but it felt hard work. It didn't feel like my heart rate was dropping because my legs were battered. Mm. So there's still an element of, you know, it's not a complete free for all with heart. Like it's a real opportunity to learn as well and gain some understanding of how to perform well, how to drive, how to push yourself. PGC one coaching is uh, mentioned. I'm going to, I'm going to mention this session because I know you give it some <laughs> Cause of your you know, runners, it's Joe. my favorite. <laughs> uh, it's, it's your favorite session. I give it some of my runners. I've done it myself. It's a classic, which is three sets of three minutes, two minutes, one minute. Uh, off a short jog so very short jog recoveries is a great 5k session and you can yeah, be more specific pretty... as well sorry just to say the, the the greater the picture you build of where you are the more specific those sessions can become in terms of pacing because you know almost within you know a few seconds if you're really experienced and that then leads yourself to that kind of fine point where hopefully it can it can culminate in a personal burst yeah, so I was going to say that session, um, which I've mentioned there, the guys Josh and, and um, Laura at PGC One Coaching, it, is a good one. And the reason I really like that session, and I think we did an Insta, Insta Live on it ages and ages ago, but it's because, for me, it's a really good one. You, if you can start the three minutes at a good 5K pace, pace or intensity and then actually try and lift it for the two and the one, um, you know, you know, you've worked really hard. You will... I was going to say walk away from the session feeling satisfied. You might actually kind of slightly hobble away. Um, but it's a great, it's a great 5K session because that intense increase in intensity with the short recoveries can just work really well. And again, if you add it up, it's 18 minutes worth of work, which again is kind of akin to a 5K for a lot of people. So it is a great session. But I think there's lots of um, variations. Um, I say I, I run... Um, three sets of three two-minute reps is one of my, again, a really good, strong 5K pace session off a one-minute recovery and then a slightly longer between sets. Um, the one I had a couple of runners doing yesterday, again, similar, 20 minutes total volume is two and a half-minute reps of just one-minute recovery. So, again, quite a short recovery, quite a high, hard intensity. And I think with all these things, with the 5K, you are aiming to run close, you know, further, as we say, up that lactate curve. So way above your threshold, closer to your turning point. And therefore you need to train at that intensity so that your body can really process energy at that level. Your heart and lungs can work at that intensity and ultimately your leg strength as well. You know, your muscles can power you round um, at that pace because there's a always with everything, isn't there, that we talk about a kind of biomechanical load to it as well. So I want, I want to pick up on that, Joe, if that's okay, um, what, what you said there. But just before I do that, because you plugged, obviously, your webinar, which we're all going to join <laughs> in on, we're all going to be checking that out. I'm, I'm going to mention the podcast because I do it every week, the Running Project podcast. Um, Laura Waitman, who uh, coaches for PGC One Coaching, we had Laura on recently, and a lot we had a great, some great feedback on that episode. And, and she gave so many, like, you know, just knowledge bombs. And a big thing that leapt out of there for me was, how long can you spend, you know, hurting yourself effectively? How, how long are you willing to spend <laughs> in the hurt locker when you're really pushing yourself? You know, Laura recently took part in the Fast 5K and actually smashed it, won it, you know, adverse weather conditions as well, windy. And when you're thrown into that situation, not only are you looking at maximizing your performance, doing as well as you can, but then you've got adverse weather conditions. That's like a double whammy. So what I would say on, off the back of that is when you do go out there and you drop in some 5Ks, because ultimately you've got to test it. You can do all this training that Joe and I are talking about about you know the sessions pgc1 coaching are mentioning but you've actually got to go and experiment and try it and yeah. i would say don't put yourself under too much pressure initially you know i always talk about the mental side of training and the pressure element and i think getting the balance is really important the reason i say that is if you go out and do a 5k and you've got a time in your mind because you probably will have 
and you realize that you're not on for that. Let's say you've set off too quick, classic. You've realized you're burning out at three or four K. Well, don't sack it off. Just keep driving. Just keep pushing because it actually is. That's when it is only five K in terms of, yes, it's hard to do, but you'll recover quite quickly from it yeah. and you'll learn from it. Not only will you strengthen your, your ability to be able to push and work hard, but actually you'll learn, do you know what? I sat off a bit too quick there and my average pace was this. I dropped off at the end. So next time, actually, maybe if I sort off closer to X time, then it might be a little bit more of a, a, a sort of you know, more even run, more a better ramp five. Yeah. So, so that's definitely say, something to learn from. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, pacing is everything. You know, I always talk about pacing all the time for every event. And I think pacing a 5K wrong is, it, you know, the, the, the only advantage to pacing a 5K wrong as opposed to a marathon is that it's only going to last 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Whereas a marathon, it, it's going to be several hours of, of hell. But if you pace a 5k wrong at the start and you go too hard, you're going to have too much lactate and your lungs are going to be burning. So it's almost like the intensity is worse. The pain is worse if you pace it wrong. So set off at a disciplined pace. It will always, always feel easier at the start and slower than it actually objectively is. So I say to people, work out what time you want to run. Ideally, really try hard not to set off much faster than that pace. Um, that's when you might want to take a couple of sneaky checks at your Garmin to see what pace am I actually running. Or if there are K markers, you know, look at the first K. And if it is too fast, slow down a little bit. Because what you then want to do is run strong through Ks three and four. And that's really hard to do. The last K, you're going to hang on. It's the last K. You've only got a few minutes left to do. Psychologically, you know, you, you can kind of tell yourself you're holding on for that and, and you'll be coming into the finishing straight and all the rest of it but yeah discipline at the start push hard through three and four and if you say do you know what the thing about 5k is if you mess it up it's not like a marathon you don't need a long recovery you can do another one in a week or two's time and try again so in, in that sense you know there's almost nothing to lose i like to give quite a few runners a good pace 5k what i call a good pace 5k or, or a good effort 5k depending same kind of thing different terminology and really it means exactly as it sounds how do you feel on the day do a warm-up but don't treat it with the same amount of pressure that you perhaps would or importance you perhaps would a, a time trial or a 5k race if that's what you're doing it means that you can go out and you can run a good effort based on how you feel on the day and it's an opportunity to kind of experiment a little bit with how much you can push yourself the reason that i love it so much is because when you go out and do a 5k at a good pace you're almost ignoring the fact that it's a time trial because it's not a time trial, it's a good effort. So therefore, you don't need to focus on a PB. You're almost not aiming at running a certain time because it doesn't matter. You might use the first K, K and a half, maybe 2K, just to ease into it, not completely ease into it like a warm-up, but, you know, just wind things up a bit, experiment with how hard you could run and for how long. So that can be a nice way of just dropping in a session that can really benefit your 5k you know in, in a few weeks before you go and really aim and yeah. target and smash it so i am um, often set a 5k progression run where you know say to my runners warm up like you would for any session and then you start off and each k you run a bit faster and what i aim to do is really the last k ideally i'd like that faster than your 5k time um, and the sort of fourth k as it were about your 5k time but the first the second and the third you're building up progressively a couple of reasons I really like it. One, I think it teaches you really good discipline because if you do set off too hard, it's really hard to get any decent progression. And I really look for something like about 10 seconds per K progression. So if you set off too close to your 5K time, you are not going to find 10 seconds progression every K. Uh, so it's good in that sense. It's also really good as a training run. You know, you end up getting a good kind of tempo effort through Ks three, four, and, and obviously finishing with quite a hard one for five. So it can be a really good training run as well. And 
like I say, it just gets you familiar with the distance. Think familiarity with how long it is, how far it is, how long it takes you, just helps you race a good one. Yeah, it's how it feels, isn't it? And you're only going to know that by actually going and doing it. You know, it's as simple as that. You've got to get stuck in, get involved. So I think there's some great stuff there, Joe. I think, it, you know, it is a clearly, clearly it's a very difficult uh, distance to race, even though it's particularly short. And I think it's worth mentioning the importance of managing expectations and basing your expectations around what you're currently training for. So you might be focused solely on a 5K. So if you're really specializing in 5K, that was your event, then everything you do is geared towards that. Or you might be looking at achieving a really good 5K, maybe a PB, in marathon training. Well, that's not impossible, but I think you do need to factor in many things. You know, where are you in your 5K journey? If you're kind of at the edge where, you know, you've got those marginal gains, there's not much really sort of for you to kind of improve in terms of pace and time, then actually do you need to be doing it as part of your marathon training? Because the demands are very, very different. You know, you're going out there doing two and a half, maybe three hour long runs at the weekend, potentially leaving yourself more tired than you would ordinarily be for, you know, shorter, more, more sharp and more important 5k sessions. So just kind of looking at a whole picture. Are you asking too much of yourself? I want a PB in a 5k and a 10k and a half <laughs> marathon. And then I want to smash London. Yeah. Dressed as a panda. So you've got to think about it. I think. Absolutely. I think. I think. Joe, can I just mention so, before we, sorry, who wants to go? Shall I go or you go? No, you go you first. Go. You sure? Okay. Um, this links back to something you said earlier, which I wanted to pick up on, which was about the physical body. I forget how you phrased it, but the importance of basically strength as well. It's very yeah. important that we know we need to be strong for all distances, of course, but specifically something like a 5K, we know that our muscles are made up of fibers and you need to use every single one of those fibers if you want to maximize your performance at a 5K. You know, it really is that important that you maximize the ability to recruit every last strand that you have to power you to the line. So you kind of need to train that in training. And that's not so easy to do. So classic session, we've shared a few with you in terms of aerobic sessions and whatnot, uh, 5K sessions. I think a classic session is hill sprints. And hill sprints are not particularly aerobic. Well, they're not aerobic at all. They're not, it's not, a, it's not a, an exhaustive session but they're quite hard to get right because you find a hill that is steep enough that you can run up, but it's pretty steep to provide you know, sufficient gravity. So you've really got to overcome gravity to get to not the top, but you're only looking at 10, 12 seconds at the absolute max. That's really difficult to do because as soon as if you're running off a watch, the watch bleeps, you've got to go. You've got to send the message from your brain to your legs to power yourself up the hill. It's over in 10 seconds. It's over before you know it. So it's not as easy as it sounds. And then you need maximum recovery in between. You know, one minute, yeah. 32 minutes, you know, huge, huge recovery, because then it gives you time to fully let those muscles, those fibers recover so that you can, again, provide that maximum intensity to, to recruit them, which is what you'll need on the day of your event. And I think it's quite a fun session as well. So it's definitely worth throwing into the mix. So after a nice warm up, maybe 30, <laughs> 30, 40 minutes, maybe 10 to 15 at the absolute max hill sprints of around 10 seconds, I think can definitely be beneficial with a good rest. So I was going, actually leading on from that, do you know what the secret often is to running a good 5K? Warm up for it. It's oh. not the kind of event where yeah, you're going yeah. to yeah. be massively fatigued by doing a decent warm up. Mm. You should, hopefully, if you've done a reasonable amount of training, be able to do a good 10 minute jog, some dynamic exercises, as you've just said, stuff to, you know, get your um, muscles recruited and fire some, some mobility, some activation stuff, then toe the start line then you're much more likely to improve your 5k time because you'll actually be starting from the first k in the physiological state that you want to be to run so totally see you know see a warm-up as an important part of your 5k i appreciate for longer distances sometimes people say well you know i'm not sure i've got the endurance blah 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 but a 5k warm-up 
all the time. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I've got that written down here as a point, actually, Joe. So I'm pleased that you mentioned that. And it is obviously personal, depending on the individual, as we always say every week. But And we touch on warm-up a lot. And we, we say the importance of warming up not too far away from the start of the race or the time trial, but not too close either. You know, you, you don't want to be panicked to get to the starting line. The thing is with a 5K, they're not typically so easy to go and do. You know, there's lots of 10Ks around under normal situation and normal circumstances. And obviously, we don't have park run at the moment. So... That means that a lot of these uh, sessions that people are doing, the 5Ks, their time trials are doing it on their own. Now, the flip side to that in terms of, I guess, the negative, if you like, I think it's difficult, is you're doing it on your own unless you've got some buddies to help you or a friend on a bike is going to pace you along. So you, it's got to come from you. However, the good thing is you can start when you flip in line. You can choose the day where the conditions are optimum for you. You can make sure that you warm up, you know, perfectly. Everything that Joe and I are saying, you know, 20 minutes, 15-minute jog, do a few strides, bit of dynamic stretching, get yourself fired up and ready. Give yourself a five to 10 minute breather in between, you know, retie your laces 50 times, use a toilet, and then you can start. <laughs> so there's definitely a positive to have it, to being in control of the, of, of your own destiny where time trials are concerned. Yeah. And actually you, you mentioned park run there and just to, I suppose, put a bit of context to this conversation that we, we sort of try and plan a little bit ahead on some of our chats. And obviously we're hoping that park run was going to be starting this weekend. Now, unfortunately that's not the case. Um, but that is a good thing. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they get the landowner permission that they actually need for the outstanding park runs and they can kick off towards the end of June. Because, you know, there you have a free park run. Okay, I appreciate not every course is the same. Not every course is exactly on the dot 5K, but it's a really good way to run easy, practice 5K, run hard, try and get a best time. Really, really accessible. So, and I absolutely love park run. And if you are a landowner watching this, which you may not be, but just, you know... Let's hope. Fingers crossed it actually comes back. Absolutely. When we moved to Winchester, I've already Googled it. I'm like, where, where's the UK? Where's the park run in Winchester? I need to be doing it. We're all itching for the park run to come back. Guys, we definitely are. We shall wrap it up there because I'm, I'm concerned Joe's going to get too cold. I'm sweating. I, I, wish, I, I can't on. actually. I was going to turn you around and show you my muddy feet because they've been outside the umbrella. But the screen is now so wet that it's not responding to any control. So you're going to have to turn me off because oh, I can't gosh. turn myself off. I can do that. It's so positive. <laughs> I mean, if I can show you here just to make yourself feel a little bit better. Oh, go a, away. I don't care. It was going to be beautiful. I was going to be on a college green. It's lovely. Yeah, I'm on a park bench. That cloud's on its way. That cloud's on its way. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get you and it's going to get you hard. Joe, pleasure. <laughs> Guys, great to speak to you. A chat around 5K training and racing. This will be on the Running Jake podcast. It will be one of the quick hits, which is the short kind of coffee time a podcast that you can take on a run or in the car, wherever you choose to listen. We'll be back next week on your page, Joe, Running Joe. On 10K. my page, at home. And, Nobody's well, on a road trip. <laughs> Oh, no. Come on. We said I'm, we've got to be professional next week. We've said they'll stop I'm, watching. I'm, I'm away. Don't tell me you're in I'm Winchester. away next week. I'm doing a half marathon. I am going to Winchester. Do you know what? I've, I'm, I've signed up for it. It's not my fault. My friend talked me into it. I've signed up for a half marathon, which is part of the 209 events um, website. So my oh, yes? friend who's been on the show. Yeah, We're yeah, doing, yeah. I'm doing his half marathon, the trail half in the South Downs or something. I don't know. I've signed up to it anyway. I won't not on Friday, that. though. No, that's Saturday. But I will okay, be. Okay, right. I, I think I'm going to be on the. You will be, be on, fine. on a lay by on the M4 if I It's going to be fine. It's going to be. Well, you know, maybe like... at some point, guys, we'll, we'll actually have a professional broadcast. But until then, you're going to have to stick with us. Joe, it's going to be fine. I've already planned it. You know, like when Oasis were touring and the tickets would go on sale and people would like camp overnight just to like get the tickets and stuff and like then to see them. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be there like Thursday night on the M5, just kind of in the lay-by with a tent, just with the phone, 
just waiting for you and I'm there. <laughs> guys, have a great weekend. Go oh, smash your Have a Thanks, brilliant guys. one, thanks. Thanks ever so much. Bye. Bye. That was Running With Jake, The Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, The Podcast.